0: Hello there, and welcome back to the Redundant Rufus Podcast. In my first chapter in my podcast series, I will be discussing how I discovered J.R.R. Tolkien, one of the greatest authors and visionaries known to man, and how it's influenced me and my life since then. Now, this tale requires some backstory. So as a child, I greatly loved to read. Typical children's kind of stuff like fantasy, some science fiction. I loved science, you know, learning about astronomy, uh, volcanoes, dinosaurs, uh, history of warfare. You know, typical thing a young boy would be into. It really started to go downhill once I was. Re- I started to receive these summer reading lists. Outside of the standard reading lists, you know, that we had to uh, we had to do during during school. And I could barely relate to anything or connect with anything that was offered to me in these lists. They were uninteresting and I felt they were very boring. I had to read them, so I read them and they were very dull. Like a lot of people or a lot of kids, I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like being told what I could and couldn't read. I could think of a hundred more interesting books than the ones given to me on these ridiculous reading lists. So I got disillusioned from reading. For probably four or five years, I was much more into gaming and other activities than reading. And now that I've given that backstory where I was, once I discovered Tolkien, my family and I were at a movie theater. It was sometime in 2000. And they had the suspended television with... A trailer playing. And I was looking at the trailer and it was for this new upcoming trilogy called The Lord of the Rings. Now I had never heard of The Lord of the Rings. I had never heard of J.R.R. Tolkien. And as I was watching this trailer, it was like a pre-production trailer and it was like the first one they put out. My father was watching along with me and he pointed out, yeah John that's The Lord of the Rings. That's a great series. I read that a long time ago. It talks about elves and orcs you know these monsters and there's this ring that gives power to the the wearer great power it's a great series you probably would love it now before i continue i must state this my father was a history professor for many years in universities and colleges he taught everything from greek mythology to american civil war like american history medieval history ancient history Anything and everything from Adam and Eve up until the American Civil War, you can consider him a subject matter expert about. And growing up, my siblings and I would enjoy bedtime stories. These historic events or these mythological individuals or creatures or tales and legends, those were our bedtime stories. And so he started talking about, yeah, the the author J.R.R. Tolkien who wrote these books, The Lord of the Rings? He was—he was a linguist and he was a, a professor at Oxford. He he understood language, he understood mythology, he understood heroism, and it's injected in his books. And you know, I love them, and I really think you'll love them too. So, as a teenager, he was telling me all these things, and I was just kind of nodding my head, like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds good, okay." You know, because I wasn't really into reading. Some time passes. And I watched the trailer for The Fellowship of the Ring. And I was completely blown away by what I saw. I was like, this is what's in the book? Because I, up to that point, I, I hadn't really thought about it until I saw that trailer. And I said, Dad, where's the book? And so he gives me the copy. And literally from page one in The Fellowship of the Ring, I was completely just floored. Because this was a book that I had I had never seen anything like it before. I had never read anything like it. And I found that out the very first page. And as we know, reading J.R.R. Tolkien's works, he's a very descriptive writer. He provides a lot of imagery, which is important because we can have our own imagination, how we want, you know, imagine events to how they would look, how characters would look, how they'd sound... Tolkien doesn't take that away from you. He just provides so much depth to make you think, you know, this is fiction. But you have that tiny, tiny part of you that says, but could it be real? And I loved that aspect. And I admit, it took me three months to get through two-thirds of the Fellowship of the Ring. When I first saw Fellowship of the Ring, the week it came out, I was on the chapter of Lothlorien, which is, you know, maybe a little more than two-thirds of the way through Fellowship of the Ring. And up until that point, I had to reread so much because everything, there's just so much description, so so many characters, so many events. It didn't dissuade me from progressing. It was just I had to take my time because this was a completely different kind of book. I watched the movie. And obviously there were spoilers in it, but at the time I didn't care so much about that. It just, I was like, okay, John, you need to get your act together. You really need to finish. And after I saw the movie, I finished Fellowship of the Ring, and I immediately started The Two Towers. And a proud dad moment happened while reading The Two Towers. It was after midnight. I couldn't sleep because I was left on a cliffhanger in the book. I I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was left on a cliffhanger. And my father's study was adjacent to my room. So I sneaked into a study, got, you know, the Lord of the Rings, and I started reading from where I left off. And my father uh, apparently heard me and came upstairs. And he was like, John, what are you doing up? And I said, oh, I just, I couldn't sleep. I just had to, I had to read, you know, the two towers just to, just to, just to see what happens. And uh, typically I would have gotten in trouble because I was out of bed. But I was reading Lord of the Rings, and my father had a big smile on his face, and he said it was okay for me to continue reading. So I kept reading, finished Two Towers, and immediately started Return of the King. Now, as I had been reading The Lord of the Rings, I was becoming more aware that there were other books. Like The Hobbit, I had heard of that book before, but just, that was it, nothing more. Uh, My father owned that book. So right when I finished Lord of the Rings, I immediately started The Hobbit. I read that uh, within a few days. And honestly, it's a book you could read in a day. But I'm a slow reader, so it took me two or three days. But finished that, and I wanted more. I'm like, this is incredible. So I found out my father also had the Books of Lost Tales, Parts 1 and 2, as well as the Silmarillion. So I read the Silmarillion first and books of lost tales, and then I read unfinished tales. So what I'm getting at is I had become enamored by Tolkien's legendarium about how descriptive he was, how this imagery that he would just inject in the pages. As I said before, this is fiction, but it really feels like it could have happened. I kept reading the books, and I ended up continuing and looking at the Tolkien's history of Middle-earth, and other books, but what I'm getting at is that this opened up a huge variety of books. A huge, my scope, my or rather my opinion of reading changed greatly. So thereon after, I read a number of other series, such as the Lost Regiment series, which I highly recommend. Uh, it was written some time ago about a a fictional regiment during the american civil war from maine and they get swapped up in this this like storm that transports them to another planet they find that other humans there they're being used as cattle by these humanoids anyway it's a nine book series highly recommend other book series the chronicles of narnia that was a series i had actually bought years before but had never read it it was during my time of being you know, kind of disillusioned. But I remembered I had those books and I learned about the great friendship and love between C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. So that springboarded me to take action and read that series. Highly recommend. I also was turned on to the Edgar Rice Burroughs series. Um, uh, John Carter of Marge the Barsoom series there's what, 12 or 13 of those books however what I'm getting at this change happened with one moment one moment of a, for a teenager looking up at a screen seeing the trailer for a upcoming fantasy series based off of the great works of a great author and if I wasn't present that day if I didn't care about what was on the screen I of course would not have read Lord of the Rings it was a moment in my life that I needed to be exposed to those books, to be exposed to the need to have an imagination, the need to, you know, believe that, like Frodo, life sucks, stuff happens, but I'm able to be better. I'm able to overcome it. I'm able to push forward in spite of me being who I am, or maybe the smallest, the least, um, Verbose or the least, you know, extroverted in the room. I could still make a difference. I could still be a good person. I could still try my best. And that was one of the great blessings of reading those books. So I'm just giving a brief summary of my thoughts about this my experiences with it there's much more to it that i could divulge in a future podcast you know getting deep into the nitty-gritty of tolkien's works and how much they influenced me in different ways and affected my way of thinking how i approach new stories but if that's something you all would like to hear then i can most certainly get into that otherwise this is the end of the podcast and i hope to see you in my next chapter take care